0: Welcome to Quid Pro's Quo. I'm Rin. And I'm Zach. And today we are talking about nonlinear drafting. So, nonlinear drafting, I know in our last episode we talked about nonlinear stories, which are mm-hmm. when the events are shuffled around like a deck of cards so they're not in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonlinear drafting is similar in that you write in the order that you're not necessarily writing the order that the events will go into. Right. But. Unless you're also writing a non-linear story, (laughs) eventually your pieces will fall into place in the traditional linear timeline we're all used to most of the time.
1: Yeah, so it would be like, oh, I'm really excited about the climax, so I'm going to write the climax, and then I'm going to go back and, oh, this is is going to be the belly of the whale stage, so I'm going to Mm -hmm. write the belly of the whale because I'm super excited about that, and now I'm going to write in between it because I got all the momentum going, and now I'll go back to act one, and then maybe I'll do the resolution and come back and do the the rising action if I can mix my three act structure and um, hero's journey um, plot beats in there. Um, but what are some reasons why you would want to write nonlinearly? It like sounds a little bit strange when, at least for me, who's a, I'm a very like step by step person. Like when I eat food, I advance around. The plate where it's like first vegetables and then move around until I get to the end. That's me at least. I so. didn't know this
0: about you. Well, now you we know. ate a lot together freshman <laughs> <laughs> year in the is and I never noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so why would we write non linear- linearly? Well, sometimes it just sparks joy. Yeah. Like you want to do what makes you happy. You want to do what makes you excited about the project. Um, and some and just because readers are reading your book in order doesn't mean you have to write it in order
1: yeah so talk to us a little bit about the uh, about the technique of nonlinear drafting. Like how do you actually do it?
0: That is such a great question. I was telling Zach right before we pressed record that I've actually never written written nonlinearly because I have extreme perfectionist tendencies <laughs> and anxiety disorders, and I think if I don't write in order, I probably will not finish the book. <laughs> uh, I like just. Uh, Honestly, like, because if I write all the stuff I'm excited about, I don't want to go back and write the connective tissue. But if I, like, <laughs> write linearly, then, like...
1: Then you're forced to. Then i force forced
0: to. to. Then the I have something middle. to look forward to all the time.
1: You need that carrot.
0: Yeah, I need the carrot. But a technique, and I got this from Matt Bell's book, "Refuse to be Done, is you write the islands. And he got it from some other writer, but I can't remember who that writer was off the top of my head. But Matt Bell was my touch point for this. And he calls islands, he calls the main pivotal scenes islands. Um, and this is the idea that if you're traveling, f- like, across an ocean of your story, you are trying to get to islands along the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you're, I, you know, going back to the the... The, the little comment at the beginning where it's like oh i know that i need a climax and that in order for this climax to work i need these scenes and i'm really excited about these scenes so i'm going to go in and, and write these scenes and then once you're done you go okay now i just put them in order and then write what comes in between where it's like mm-hmm. okay so i know that there's you know maybe you're writing a, a quest story so, you know that this one takes place at this point on the map, and this event takes place on the other side of the map, and then you got to write the journey in between. And maybe mm-hmm. that is just a paragraph where it's like, and they walked. Or, and they
0: walked and walked and yeah. walked.
1: Or maybe it's like a, a big old long chapter where it's like, and they found trolls along the way. I'm watching the-
0: ju- travelogue. Yes, like, yes. Lord of the Rings or whatever. I
1: was just about to say, I'm re-watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy right now, so that's kind of what's on my
0: I wondered if that's brain. what you were watching, and I wondered if that's what you were referencing. But Yeah. Um,
1: Um, I think one of the the big advantages of nonlinear drafting is that the islands help you to determine the most interesting parts for the reader. Because the things that are most interesting for you to write are probably going to be the most interesting things to read. Yeah. And so once you have those things together, it can help you to ask questions about the connective tissue to say, do I actually need that? Can I cut it or can I embed it in something else? Yeah. Something like that. Um, where many times you don't need a travel log. Maybe you can just do like a, you know, like a screen wipe or the equivalent of a screen wipe in your draft, um, rather than doing the whole like. And they walked for twelve days, and this is what they. This is what my main character thought about the entire time, and this is what they ate for dinner, and it made them sad because it reminded, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I just had something to bounce off of that. Oh, what was it? I totally lost it. Oh, no. It's okay. If I remember, I'll come back to it. Otherwise, I'll just edit this out.
1: Non-linear podcast recording. That's what we're doing right we're now. We're doing non-linear
0: <laughs> podcast recording. Woo! <laughs> now I can't edit it out because we have to have that joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and then an important, like, thing to remember is that something brought you to this project. Like, something you were excited about. Oh, yeah. On readers being excited to read the part. Yes. It reminds me of the quote that's like, oh, if you're bored writing it, people will be bored reading it. Yeah. Um, And I think that only applies for a first draft because (laughs) if you, obviously, if you're on your fifth draft and you're just writing the same scene again, you're probably a little bored of it. But, like, if it isn't your first draft and, like, this is boring, then your readers are going to think it's boring too. Um, so if you just skip to something exciting, then, like, you can get that momentum back and then add spice and, like, life back into the scenes that you're struggling
1: with. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyways, something brought you to this project. What was it, and why are you waiting to do what brings you joy?
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this quote from Mary Poppins Returns where Emily Blunt says, today or never. Oh, nice. And I think that writing can be like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what, today or never, I'm going to do this today. Yeah. Um, a couple of things to be aware of when you're doing nonlinear drafting is that you need some kind of system, whatever works for you, whether it's a timeline, whether it's, you know, sticky notes or uh, note cards. However you do it, you, you're going to need to manage your project well of being yes. able to realize this is what's going on in this scene or inside of this chapter and, you know, whatever you're going to do with it. And you also need to be aware of which things are happening that need to be foreshadowed earlier and make sure that you include it when you're either when you're drafting, you know, when you're drafting the islands or when you're doing the connective tissue is being like, okay, well, this happens in the note. I said Chekhov's gun, which Chekhov's which guns are going off where like when do you need to hang them on the mantelpiece, you know, in to use that metaphor
0: yeah and this can be really difficult for discovery writers or pantsers because they're not used to like outlining mm-hmm. and i'm saying this is someone who's like part discovery writer part planner yeah um it can be really hard to like, keep track of all your things but the way i tend to do it is once i have like all my first draft down even though i know i usually write linearly linearly and i already said that um it's all make like a spreadsheet and do like a reverse outline which mm-hmm. is a really interesting process i think I don't remember where I got it from. Just some writing advice on the internet. Somewhere on a Pinterest board, probably, or in a YouTube (laughs) video. Um, But I will go back and reread my book and then, like, write what's happening in each chapter and, like, the major plot points. And then from there I'll be like... I'll be like, okay. How do I need to rearrange this outline mm-hmm. to make it make sense and have a cohesive novel at the end of this?
1: Yeah, you can do that. Another way that you can do it is you can do like, uh, like a to do list kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know for in my work in progress, I recently horribly named a character, and I realized, oh, I need to bring in, I need to bring in another character to help this guy get around, kind of thing. Yeah. But I haven't included anybody up in the narrative up to that point that can fill that role. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need to go back, mm-hmm. foreshadow, add this guy or girl, whatever it ends up being, earlier yeah. in the narrative um, in order to make it work. I would also say the other thing that you need to make sure is that you give it enough time to develop each plot line because otherwise what ends up happening is you can call it like 1970s trailer syndrome or you can call it a Priory of the Orange Tree issue because I think they both suffer from the same thing. But if you look at the theatrical trailers for A New Hope that were released in the late 70s. It's just like... And I am totally, like, ripping off Holly Fry right now, but the way that she described it was cool shot, cool shot, cool shot, cool shot, explosion. Like, there's no... It's not cohesive. It's there's just, no
0: ligament to hold it together. Yeah,
1: it's just, you know, it's just like action. Um, and you can make an argument that, you know, modern movies are like that. Um, but when I was reading Priory of the Orange Tree like yes all of the plot points were foreshadowed but for me as I was reading it I was like why is this all happening like I need a little bit more like development or you know it's like oh my goodness there are dragons here where where Where
0: did they come (laughs) from what's going on
1: and I mean even though I knew the answers to those questions it was still like wow this was not a slow burn at all it was like a firecracker or whatever yeah so there's definitely an there's definitely an art to figuring out how long to let something sit on the back burner before you blow it up
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense uh just to recap what we talked about this episode you can write non-linearly if it works for you if it sparks joy um you can write the islands which are the main pivotal scenes and the ones you're excited about and then and then write the connective tissue because sometimes it's easier to fill in the blanks in between the major events than to start with a blank page and be like, okay, I want them to get to this first major event, but I don't know how. Right. Um, and then you need to manage your project and make sure you give enough time to develop each plot line and to foreshadow what Chekhov's guns are firing.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you for listening to Quid Pro Quo. We will see you next week.